Welcome to the Serve the Team podcast with your host, Shelley Bischoff. The podcast will explore psychological safety and how it influences how teams work together. There is no doubt that leaders face significant workforce challenges. This podcast focuses on opportunities for leaders to empower high performance in their teams and enhance the employee experience of coming to work. Join the conversation with Shelley as she speaks freely about how you can best serve your team today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Serve the Team. Thanks for listening in. I want to have an open conversation with you today about the value that open conversations can offer to the work that you and your team perform together. Are your teams having open conversations? And are the conversations that your teams are having open from the perspective of working better together. And ultimately, where can you foster and invite open conversations to occur for your team? I want to share my thoughts about how open the conversations you have will serve your team and a story about how two teams came together to engage in open conversation to address the challenges affecting the entire operation. Let's start with understanding what open conversation actually means. We can define open as being open with your thoughts, your feelings, being frank and communicative. If we look at conversation, we can define it as talking, especially in an informal way, between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. The concept of open conversation implies risk and transparency. Therefore, there is an element of vulnerability attached to having a conversation that is open. Let's talk about how open conversations are crucial for effective teamwork. When your team members engage in open and honest discussions, several positive outcomes can be observed. One of those elements is enhanced communication. Open conversations foster clear communication and ensure that team members understand each other's ideas, concerns, and expectations. This leads to reduced misunderstandings. Open conversations also build trust. Openness cultivates trust among team members. And when any individual feels comfortable sharing their thoughts and opinions without fear of judgment, they are more likely to trust each other and collaborate together effectively. Innovation and creativity also stem from open conversations, as it encourages the exchange of diverse perspectives and ideas. When team members freely share their insights, it leads to innovative solutions and creative problem solving. Open conversations also enhance conflict resolution. We know the conflicts are inevitable in any team setting, However, open conversations provide a platform to address the conflicts in a constructive way, and team members have the opportunity to openly discuss their disagreements, opposing views, and find common ground and work towards resolutions. What about engagement and inclusivity? How does conversing openly actually increase engagement and allow everyone to be heard? Open conversations allow everyone's voice to be heard, valued, and for team members to feel more engaged, included, and that their thoughts, participation, and opinions matter. It actually increases the sense of belonging and fosters a positive team culture, which then impacts overall productivity. We know that continuous improvement is important for our teams to achieve. 
and open conversations allow for regular feedback and evaluation of team performance. Constructive feedback helps identify areas for improvement and can encourage individuals to develop their skills. We know that open conversation also increases our ability to be adaptable because in an open and transparent environment, team members are more receptive to change and better equipped in the end to adapt to new challenges and circumstances. It's essential to cultivate a culture of respect and active learning, and leaders can set an example for being approachable and receptive to all types of feedback. Regular team meetings, brainstorming sessions, and open-door policies also encourage this open dialogue. Remember that effective communication is always a two-way street. Team members should not only express themselves openly, but also be receptive to others' ideas and feedbacks. And by fostering a culture of open conversations, teams can maximize their potential and achieve greater success. Now, I want to share a story of an example where I have recently facilitated open conversation between two teams with opposing perspectives on a program they share accountability for and need to be successful for the professional growth of leadership in their operation. To set the background for the story, my client has a training program that has been developed by the senior leadership team, which is offered to frontline leadership members as a portion of their professional development plan. The program has been in place for a long time, and everyone on both teams has been aware that over the years, several problems have arisen, and resentment has begun to build to the point where there are fractures in not only the training outcomes, but in the relationships the team have when addressing these challenges. While everyone agrees a training program is invaluable, there is obvious concern from both teams that the current structure of the program is not meeting the needs for consistent development of frontline leaders. The senior leadership team feels they've spent significant effort and time together with dedication to actually building a program that focuses on the development of frontline leaders. They would like recognition for the program and don't understand many of the concerns voiced by the frontline leadership team. On the other hand, the frontline leadership team feels that although the training program is an excellent opportunity to develop their skills as leaders, they share several concerns about how the program is administered, the consistency of outcomes, how it is structured, and in some cases delivered. The operational leader for both teams had become aware of the resentment and discussions behind the scenes from both teams about the training program and he acknowledged the need to address these concerns. He and I reviewed the feedback that was solicited from both teams in both informal and informal mechanisms, and it became obvious that both teams were dedicated to ensuring that the training program met the needs of frontline leaders and the operation. We also knew that communication between the teams was fractured to some extent, based on the feedback. Although I knew the leader was somewhat reticent to bring both teams together, I knew the most effective method of getting to the point of being able to engage in authentic dialogue and change could only occur when both teams were invited to a setting where they could engage in open conversation, healthy debate, and creative dialogue 
to address the concerns about the program and collaborate on solutions and strategies that were meaningful to both the operation and their professional development plan for frontline leaders. Both teams had the opportunity to describe their frustration with the program and other team conversations, with the leader and I in separate sessions. Although each team wanted to share in the process of making the training program better, it was also obvious they attached judgment on the other team. As you know, this is a typical problem when two teams are struggling to align together with a shared purpose to address what isn't working. I shared my recommended approach with the leader of bringing the two groups together initiated by a facilitated introduction of the feedback received from both teams. I want to add at this point in the story that I've been working with these teams for over a year and that trust is present between us and available in all interactions we have. My primary role in the project has been to introduce and consider how the concept of psychological safety can practically apply to the leader's everyday practice. And I have been very proud of the efforts of both teams to date. I was confident that by bringing both teams together, they would take advantage of the opportunity to both rumble and problem solve the issues related to the training program. What are the most important elements of facilitating open conversation in diverse teams? For me, it is to ensure first that there is enough time for conversations to be meaningful, even in situations where teams can have open conversations that result in meaningful dialogue and change, require enough time in order to get the real issues out, rather than feeling rushed to problem solve. The leader and I booked several hours together with the teams, and they were both aware of the agenda that was provided prior to the session and the intent of getting together to work on the program. I welcomed and invited everyone to the session and started the facilitated conversation by giving them time to check in before we started the official agenda. I find affording everyone the opportunity to check in at the beginning of a session allows them to release their breath, listen to the other members of the team as they check in, and ultimately to focus on the work ahead. I initiated the formal agenda by providing feedback in a way conducive for the team members to understand the information. In my practice, this is defined by giving everyone space to process information and to offer their thoughts. This sometimes means there could be some silence in the room or people showing different expressions on their face. I typically need to identify and facilitate a couple of open-ended, curiosity-orientated questions to stimulate the open conversation. My questions of curiosity are always framed on the focus of information that we are currently discussing. It is vital in my role as facilitator to allow enough time in order for people to understand what's being said and the feedback about it. In this case... We expected some reticence from the group, which did occur. However, within 12 minutes of the official agenda beginning, members began to spontaneously converse about the feedback they were receiving. I was very pleased to see that both teams received feedback from the other in a way that was based 
in mutual respect. It was clear they didn't always agree with the feedback of the other team. However, it was obvious that they were receiving it, the intent to understand. There were a couple of pivotal points of breakthrough during the session, which I knew would be future triggers for change. One example was the dialogue where everyone became aware one of the issues with the training program had nothing to do with either team because it was a systems issue and therefore needed to be managed by the organization. Another example is when one member of the team said, look, what everyone isn't saying right now is that one of the problems with the training program is, end quotation. This team member felt safe enough to take a risk to speak freely about an issue that ended up being a primary problem with the training program that everyone actually agreed with and resulted in collaborative and creative discussion about how to go forward to resolve this particular issue. These are the moments of gratitude I feel when working with teams. When open conversations occur and psychological safety exists, change, innovation, creativity, and higher performance outcomes can occur. Another example in the open conversations that were held in the session was when one of the members disagreed with another member, and the sentence started like this, I get what you're saying, but I don't think that's the problem. It looks like the problem, but I think the actual issue is... End quotation. My first thought was, wow, they are making incredible headway. This team member was able to disagree with another team member in a way that was based in mutual respect and offering an idea about what the problem may be. It's only when new ideas can occur that change, problem solving, and brainstorming brings the best possible outcome to challenges within teams. Without any facilitation on my end, other than to periodically ask questions of clarification, the session continued with spontaneous and sometimes dynamic conversations for the full allotted time of the session. What is interesting to note are the nonverbal behaviors demonstrated by all team members in the session. People were obviously more relaxed. They sat back in their chairs, and their arms were now at their sides. They were smiling and obviously curious at times. There was laughter and generalized support in the room, where it wasn't noticeable at the beginning of the session. This is another indicator for me that these two teams, although still in the infancy stages, of teaming together as one unit were on the right track. A memorable moment that occurred at the end of the session was a comment from a frontline leadership team member. He stated that he felt he fully understood for the first time how the frontline leadership team has been feeling about the program. And to me and the leader, this statement meant that he was open to parking his assumptions and his biases to hear something he had never considered and was now understanding from a perspective of the other team. Although the senior leader may not have been aware of the magnitude of his comment, it was clearly a sign to the remainder of the senior leadership team that it was okay to look at things different and actually consider what's relevant to another perspective, or in this case, to how another team was feeling. This behavior 
will serve him well as he continues to enhance his leadership practice and can herald a shift in the culture of the organization and operation. As always, I offered the opportunity for everyone to check out at the end of the session and ask them to feel free to share what they felt was most productive or valuable from their perspective in attending the session. I love checkout time because individuals who feel psychologically safe enough to speak freely often say incredible things. And this session was exactly one of those times. We had individuals laugh and say they really didn't get it until now. Others indicated that they were inspired to move forward to help the training program continue to evolve and meet the needs of both the operation and the development of leaders. One team member mentioned how much he hated meetings and felt that this was one of the most important ones he had attended in a long time. He wanted to know when we would next meet. The dialogue demonstrated in the checkout is another opportunity for clarifying questions, comments, and observations, which occurred throughout the process. I could feel the entire room was much more relaxed and gentle to themselves and others at the end of the session. I speak about being gentle and kind to yourself whenever you are working in team environments where challenges are evident and perceptions and assumptions need to be checked. My role as a facilitator is to ensure that everyone has the safe space to be heard, understood, and valued when we work together. I hope the story of facilitating open conversation in a multiple team setting has offered insight into the value of leaning into the opportunity to let others who come from different perspectives and judgment-based perceptions engage in open conversation with psychological safety available to the point where everyone can speak freely. I'd like to add a couple of comments about the leader responsible for these teams. I sincerely commend his ability to be vulnerable in the moment of bridging two teams together who have really struggled based on their involvement. He could have chosen to avoid dialogue and the potential for increased frustration and resentment to continue. But in the end, he chose to be a vulnerable leader who was curious and open to new ideas, information that he may not have ever considered without participating in the session, and now had available for him to make decisions in the future. The takeaway exercise I offer you for consideration today is one where you have an open conversation with your team. Ask them whether they feel the conversations they have in the team are open to the point of being able to work together better. Ask them what would help them feel more capable of openly communicating with each other and ultimately what you as a leader can do to foster more open conversations to occur. Thank you for joining me today. And as always, I ask you, how are you serving your team today? We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Shelly invites you to send your feedback, thoughts, and ideas to Shelly at servetheteam.ca. Follow Serve the Team on social media or check out servetheteam.ca where additional articles and information is available. Specific references made in the podcast can be located in the episode show notes.